three, two, one. What's up, fam, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast, episode 132. We are recording on Sunday, uh, May 1st. Happy May Day, James. Do y'all celebrate May Day in Canada? No. (laughs) I don't even know what it is. Well, I don't think a lot of people do, but when I was little... Um, I'm the youngest of five, so my mom was pretty old school. Yeah. And on May Day, you made May baskets like out of construction paper, and you put like candy and stuff in them. And then you went over to your friends' houses and like ran up to the door and left the basket and knocked on the door and ran away. <laughs> and they were left with a nice <laughs> surprise of candy. Well, there, there you go. Yeah, that's kind of a cool little tradition. Yeah, yeah I'm not, we, I don't think people do it really anymore. I, I ask people all the time and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like we did, uh, we would do sometimes like because our family used to go down to Mexico a lot. And uh, my cousins, I actually like we have family friends that live like in Mexico. So we would stay down in the in uh, Malaki and we'd celebrate Cinco de Mayo and then um, my girlfriend and I have been celebrating Cuatro de Mayo because just w- basically what happened is between me, her and uh, a friend of ours, we were trying to get together for Cinco de Mayo, but like times never schedule up. So we just do the fourth instead of the fifth. Right on. <laughs> so we celebrate a day early and just have, have fun. But It matches yeah. up with Star Wars Day, too, if you're in that oh, yeah, whole that's thing. Right. May the fourth be with you. <clears throat> Back in my drinking days, Cinco de Mayo was always my favorite. Like, because yeah. the weather was starting to get nice, like in Minnesota. Yeah. And you could patty, sit on the patio, oh, uh, go to a nice patio and get some happy hour. And we're not there yet, man. It's, I don't no. know what it's like where you're at, but like, it's <laughs> like 45 and freezing cold here. Ours, right now, the weather is insane. It's trying to decide whether it's going to be beautiful, sunny days where you can wear a t shirt or it's going to be torrential downpour. And it decides middle of the day to switch. So it's been uh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Nice. Um, well, with that said, happy May Day to everyone out there. Um, if you haven't been able to tell already, it's your boy, John Swanson, along with uh, James BLP, Lord of BLP Entertainment <laughs> Holiday. <laughs> Joining you today. Uh, we're probably going to do, a, you know, we didn't, I think it's been a couple weeks since we uh, recorded. So I f- think we were all getting kind of the itch and uh, this might be a speedy one, but we'll probably get another one out to you later on this week with more of a full crew. But in the meantime, let's go through the lowdown quick. If you want to be part of the conversation or if you have a pressing question you want us to weigh in on, hit us up on Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast. If you don't use Twitter, you can send us an email to podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com. Reminder to go to Spotify or follow us on Twitter to do the poll every week, which I find very cool. And lastly, you can uh, text or voicemail us at 507-291-2991 like our homie Mark did this week with a question. So with that said... James, what have you been playing? It's blank here. And oh, I can't shit. believe that you haven't been playing anything. <laughs> I haven't. No, I've been. I've still been playing Final Fantasy IX. I'm almost done my my yearly playthrough of Final Fantasy IX. Uh, I talked about that last time, but uh, I have been playing Kirby. Nice, because uh, my uh, my girlfriend and I have decided we wanted to take a crack at it. She's never played a Kirby game, and um, yeah, so. It's been great. I got to play uh, the new Kirby game. I haven't played a Kirby game in years. I think the last one I played was on the Wii. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it's like it was. It was like an homage to Superstar, um, and you could play as DDD Kirby and Waddle Dee and Meta Knight. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I think it's uh, a really solid game. It's charming. She gets to play as Kirby. I play as Waddle Dee. So <laughs> I've just how been... is that, man? I've heard it's. <sighs> It's a little frustrating. It's a little frustrating. I'm not going to lie. Mostly because like some levels, they'll let you like the distance between the two characters. You can go for miles. It seems like I'll be in like the distance. You can just barely see me and I'm still doing something. Other levels, I can't get more than like three feet away from Kirby or else I get whipped back to Kirby. Just like 
pulled back and it kills me like it like literally will kill me like i'll be jumping over a ledge and then get pulled by the screen or pulled by kirby into a dangerous situation that kirby's dealing with and so it it can get a little frustrating but uh in at the end of the day it doesn't matter if i if i as waddle d die it just matters if kirby dies so i i whatever i'll die and then kirby's fine right so as long as kirby is doing okay it doesn't really matter. I'm I'm mostly superfluous, but uh, it's good. I really I'm really enjoying it. So, does it mess you like? Uh, I'm trying to think of the Wii U Mario Brothers Super Mario Wii U Deluxe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That one I've heard. When you play with more than like one person, the way the other person plays completely screws up. Hundred percent. Yeah, does this do is this no, it like doesn't. That? So the way that worked is like you the characters in Super Mario Wii U Deluxe or whatever, they interact with each other as if they were physical objects and can like use each other. So like there's a method where you can get to a higher ground by jumping off of like an ally's head in those games, but it knocks the other one down. So you'll be like platforming through like death pits and jumping off people's heads, killing your teammates. And yeah. it's just aggravating and uh, <laughs> makes everybody hate each other by the end of it. And then like you have to get popped, like you come back into screen on a bubble and you have to be like popped by the ally uh-huh. to like re-enter the game. And if you've got a, a dick player playing with you, he'll like purposely avoid the bubble so you can't re-enter. And then of course, while trying to dodge, he'll accidentally die and then you game over you actually game over and it's just like god stop it we just want to beat this level at least kirby it doesn't matter you you don't really interact with each other except for the uh they changed it from kissing to like a high five but when you eat food um in kirby games there was always like this way where the, the if you eat the food you can go back to kirby or the helper and like they kind of like just like go face to face and it looks like like they're just regurgitating the food into each other's <laughs> mouths. Gross. <laughs> it was, but it's been a classic. That's we always like, oh, give me a kiss. We got I got some food. Right. Like so. And then you both heal up a bit. Um, but now they're just high fiving. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you, you took that that little bit of <laughs> inappropriateness out of this game. Oh, I guess so. Oh, well. But yeah, no, it's good. It's a solid game. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, that's good to hear that you are enjoying it, even though you're playing. So are you like get playing it by yourself as Kirby, like on another file when your no. uh, partner's not around or you're just no, like no, straight up just, playing as the Waddle Dee? I'm straight up playing as Waddle Dee. It's my hey, Waddle Dee adventure. More power to you. I don't know if I could do that. That's that's kind of <laughs> impressive. That's yeah. love right there. Uh, <laughs> I I just uh, finished. Have you where are you at? Have you finished? Oh, we're we're at the fire world, I think. Okay, it's so yeah, we're halfway through the fire world, but we've been like we stopped and started doing all of like the the trials to get all those stars, and we were like maxing out all of our abilities. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, we're yeah. at the yeah. The stars are like one of the my favorite parts of that game, man. It yeah, is, they're so hard. They are. Some of them are super. <laughs> are those co op also? No, unfortunately, okay. they're not. So like, okay. we just do a hand take like, turns or take something. turns. Yeah, yeah. That's but. dude. It's uh, those are super addictive. And then upgrading the powers, like, mm-hmm. and each one is more adorable than the one before it. And <laughs> it's just like you said, it's charming. And that game gets super weird as you get further and further into it. And even after it's done, then it just opens up another oh, area. Really? That's just like kind of even more intense oh good um and kind of what do they call the uh levels in games that are like incredibly hard or like super meat boy was known for this there's a japanese word for like an incredibly hard game i'm Uh, not sure i want to keep calling it muso but that's not it that's like uh dynasty warriors or whatever yeah it is yeah if you're listening out there and you know message me because i can't remember it for the life of me but yeah Anyway, it's not that dramatic, but as far as like the on the Kirby scale, it gets considerably more difficult. Um, and I'm almost 100 percent at the game. I'm I think I've saved all the Waddle Dees in the first three levels and I 100 percent at this other thing. 
And uh, I'm not trying to brag about my Kirby skills. I'm just saying like, that's how much I like the game that even though there's no platinum trophy for me to achieve, I am still getting after it. You know what I mean? Cause it's nice, just that yeah. much fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Maybe we'll have to do a Kirby spoiler cast too. At <laughs> All some of point. these planned spoiler casts. <laughs> yeah, we are. Dude, I, I still want to get that horizon forbidden West out with there. At we'll some do point. it. I'm sure there's we'll some people it. who haven't beat that game yet or are going to, hundred percent or something so um anyway what else you've been playing um it's mostly that and final fantasy um a bit of elden ring but final fantasy 9 it's yeah like i said last week it's my favorite final fantasy it's like there's nothing really new to it it's just i love playing it every once in a while and i think the story gets me every time like it's such a like it looks like such a jokey cartoony like they've got stupid slapstick moments and there's like the uh, halfway through the game there's this ridiculous romance moment like it's like the a really bad rom-com where somebody writes a love letter for some for another character but then they drop it and they ask somebody to deliver it and then that person takes it but he drops it and somebody else picks it up, reading, think it's for them, and then they drop it, and somebody else gets it, and like it just keeps swapping hands until these two completely irrelevant people from the from the original love letter chain meet up with each other, thinking they each wrote the letter for the other person, and they fall in love in this really weird <laughs> awkward it's so but it's, it's like, like the movie serendipity but yeah. in final fantasy form oh it's it's so funny but it's it's charming right because yeah. everything else that's going on in that story at the time is like genocide uh basically you're finding out that your existence was well, <laughs> has a expiry date um you were <laughs> created you're a hollow husk like everybody else is there to babysit you shit like that like it's super depressing and sad but they like splice in like this like degree of levity that really just kind of creates this charm and entertaining world and i just love it i don't know i just the characters are fun every single character goes through an entire arc even the worst character and i say this with love but the the worst character is armorant he's just like the stereotypical um the previous two game like brooding protagonist who doesn't say anything and is too cool but uh he's just a b like b tier list character who sits who you get like halfway through the game he's just you just add him to your party and (laughs) but his he even gets like a story arc where he realizes being going in solo is not the best idea sometimes it's good to have a team with you and that's his whole learning but everybody else has a full fleshed story arc and it's just really good interesting i i've never i was listening to a kind of funny podcast earlier today and they do this really fun game where they take a list and like kind of rate how the list is and they were doing top like 10 final fantasy games or something Mm -hmm. like that and i think final fantasy 9 was like number two on this list yeah and i i am so like out of it i have no idea yeah well you said you were saying that you're not super a huge fan of turn-based right no but this had me like just the way that they were talking about final fantasy 10 because that was my first one that i attempted yeah and uh it just made me want to like kind of go back and try it all over again you know what i mean yeah 10's good i've i don't have like the same fondness i played 10 in high school i played my sister's copy of final fantasy 10 like i just like it wasn't like a super important thing i think i beat it once and uh i was frustrated at a few points throughout the game but it was enjoyable it's just not not anywhere near my favorite yeah um it just has me kind of wanting to go but then the fact that nine was ranked high and then that you speak so highly of uh, oh yeah nine I I, i'm as soon as we get done here i'm gonna go bust out my ps vita and see what final fantasy games are available on there see maybe if i because nothing would be better than just chilling out like that's how i want to play a final fantasy turn-based game is like on my on vita. A handheld you know what i mean well that's yeah. why i play it on my phone oh, i have them all on my phone like i uh i have final fantasy let's see i have one three no one one four five six seven nine and i just picked up the pocket 15 on my phone 
and I just play them on my handheld. Some of them work really well with the, uh, I have a um, backbone controller that goes with my yeah. iPhone. Dude, those re- things are it's really good. Bomb. Nine, unfortunately, the touch system is so like designed for a touch screen and it's really good. Like when you go into menus, you just physically touch the menu items. You don't have to like, there's no fake controller over top of the screen. Yeah. It's just like a touch screen interface and it's really well done. So the backbone controller kind of messes it up. Like it, it's the buttons are super sensitive so that it feels like it's rapid fire. Oh. So I will use the backbone controller when I'm doing mini games where I have to rapidly tap a button. But other than that, I just, I just use it as is. And they've added a lot of quality of life features to the modern games. So like you can, uh, do like I say auto attack, which just like they'll just automatically attack for you. So if you're grinding through like weak enemies and you don't have time, you just t- turns on the four times speed and then the auto attack and it just does it for you. So you don't have to go through all that boring grinding shit. There's yeah. also like, oh, just make your attack nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Like if you just want to level up or whatever like and and that doesn't affect trophies or anything like that because i mean most most of those older final fantasy games are they're dependent on you grinding at certain points because that's exactly what created the the like that keeps people in the game right like you play the game longer because you gotta grind for the next thing Uh, nine you don't really ever have to grind but you want there's an incentive to do so because there's so many abilities that are hooked to like uh you did you play final fantasy 7 remake yeah yeah so you know how like certain weapons would have an ability tied to it but you had to like level it up enough to master that ability that's a final fantasy 9 mechanic oh god every weapon and every item in the game has abilities spells and stuff like that tied to it so you gain AP and each character will master it and they can use it without that weapon now. So you're like re-equipping. It's a lot of equipping and re-equipping different weapons. And so you want to grind out AP to master all of their abilities. Gotcha. So it, there is a bit of a grinding mechanic to it. But, and if you're not into that, I, I can't say you're going to like it. But the story is really good. So Does it have a random encounters? Yeah, <laughs> but you can turn them off. There's oh, a, interesting. Yeah, all the modern games have a feature where you can turn off random encounters. So I wonder you if just you can really do... fight bosses. Hmm. Well, I'm going to check out something and see what's available on the Vita. It is. It, I just saw my Vita charging over there. I have this little dock for it. It is available like, on mm. PS Now. So Yes, well, we'll now. talk more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cool, man. Uh, well, you might have sold me. <laughs> but uh, for the meantime, I've been playing a lot of Cyberpunk, which is a very long game I'm finding because oh, yeah. I'm doing all the side missions. And yeah. I don't know, man. I, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, um, Cyberpunk. Yeah. It's huge. And it looks immaculate, dude. Like the, you know how you're playing like Horizon Forbidden West, like you're going through a forest and you know how you come across like a thicket of trees and it looks like every other thicket of trees because they're reusing assets because the Mm -hmm. game's gigantic and Mm -hmm. like there's no way you could go in there and individually create like each tree. I feel like cyberpunk is just the environmental detail that is in that game is beyond anything I've ever seen before. It is like they didn't reuse other than the things you can collect that are reusable assets. And there are certain things in there that I will admit are reused assets, but like there's a thing that a mission that takes you into like a gas station and it looks like what you would anticipate a gas station might look like in the like distant future Mm -hmm. or like just the way things are portrayed and the amount of like detail they put into this environment is just remarkable. I've never seen anything like it. So I think, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to say I'm a cyberpunk apologist because I do understand why people 
hate on it, but like I'm kind of I think I'm going to stop announcing that narrative yeah. uh, when I talk about it because I'm tired of talking about that aspect of it. So this hopefully is going to be the last time you hear me say anything about it. But uh, the writing is not my favorite. Um, and there are some things I feel like games like this. I don't know what you think, man, but like when you make like a Skyrim or Fallout 3 type game, which is what this is mm-hmm. just on a different scale. Uh, I feel like there's a certain number of bugs that you're always going to have. There's too many things going on simultaneously for it to go swimmingly for yeah. each person playing the game. So I take that stuff with a grain of salt, but like earlier today I was finishing a mission and I got a phone call while I was finishing the other mission. Yeah. And like it got just totally got mixed in and, and like, screwed up it didn't screw up anything like with my playthrough or how the choices i would have made but it did uh like it's just not it wasn't seamless you know what i mean there are things like that that kind of like ruin your suspension of disbelief and your immersion in the world yeah um but i would highly recommend it it's it's so much fun to play it's one of those games where i I'm thinking about it when I'm not playing it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I don't feel like I haven't had that for a while. Yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it because that's like if for me, I played it at launch, right? And I got the platinum at launch, despite <laughs> how broken it was. And it gave me such a, such a headache. I remember enjoying aspects of it. I loved a lot of the characters. I think Pan Am was a great character. Yep. Um, I'm trying to remember. There's another I, uh, I, yeah, I enjoyed a, a bunch of them, but I'm trying to remember, I can't remember all their names anymore, but, uh, which, what, what character, I know you can like attribute, like you can like kind of team up with a, a specific character and create a relationship with them. Yeah. I romance a, Pan Am. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Pan Am, which yeah. is a good, I, I don't know. I thought that was like such a cool sort of storyline for, yeah for what it was. I, what did you start as? What do you mean? Like uh, the beginning of the game, they give you an option that's completely redundant. It just determines. Oh, the yeah. Of the game. Street kid. <laughs> street kid. OK, yeah, because cool. it's street kid, corpo or nomad. Yeah. I like the... corpo. Yeah, I, I remember the, the corpo one was basically I just walked into the office building and they're like, oh, hey, how, how have things going? And then they're like, they I don't know if they like framed you for something or you were actually doing something illegal, but you go to a club, there's like a shootout and you get saved by your buddy. And the next thing you know, you're doing a bunch of drugs with your buddy in a bar. The The guy who co- keeps calling you Choom. And uh, is it Jackie? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was Jackie. Oh, that's and how then, you meet him. Yeah. He's just like, oh, interesting. you're a buddy of yours. And uh, yeah. So basically we <laughs> we get we go through like a huge drug induced uh montage and then interesting and then that's cool how they like i didn't know it changed the beginning i i thought i heard it was pretty moot but it sounds like at least that's one part where it kind of yeah it just your introduction of the game is is yeah slightly different which as soon as as soon as you get to that first mission it's the exact same yeah and then yeah the main credits which is probably like i don't know i felt like it was like eight hours into the game (laughs) uh another one of those delayed credit things but uh the other thing i was going to say was that if i keep talking slowly i will come back to me (laughs) inevitably uh no i lost it it's too bad oh Oh, well i'll think of it and this is why i gotta start writing this stuff down man yeah i gotta i have an open doc right now (laughs) i have yeah exactly i have my nerdy little uh game boy you can't well i think you can see this and yeah. actually i think we're gonna try to post a video of this for the yeah. first time so um my game boy uh notepad that i'm gonna start taking notes oh that's awesome of these things at some point but um yeah it's it's a great game and i feel like uh it should be it's too bad that it didn't get its time in the sun but you know there mm-hmm. are good reasons for that but um with that what do you go ahead man Oh, no, I was just going to say, I heard it's doing quite well on, on PC now. I think uh, its sales were like going through the roof. Yeah, but apparently they projected it to oh. be at like f- to make to sell like 40 million copies or something. Jesus. 
Yeah. And it's, you're right. It's sold like, I think or at launch, it sold 13 million. Yeah. Uh, and I heard it was around 18 or 20. Oh, well, but that's you know like what? Half. It sucks for uh, CD Projekt Red, but I'm glad that the developers that work tirelessly on this game um, to no end <laughs> finally get it. Oh, at least like, I don't know. It's good to know, know that their game didn't just like w- fail miserably and yeah. burn and they were burnt out for absolutely no reason. Right. Yeah. And they didn't, uh, you know, just leave it as trash and be like, well, let's work on the next thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's good news. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, speaking of news, why don't we get into uh James and I are going to try something a little different where we take a little bit of a deeper dive on a single news topic rather than talking about several news topics. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So this week we're going to go, James was kind enough to find this article from VGC um by andy robinson that uh i'm sure y'all have probably heard of by now that sony has confirmed it's blocked ps plus and ps now subscription stacking so if you have purchased some of those fancy uh cards that you can buy and discounts like uh, i don't know i use a a website called slickdeals.net from time (laughs) to time and it pays to have a vpn man let me tell you because i got xbox game pass I, I just told it, it I was in Venezuela and I got like, I don't know, two years of Xbox Game Pass for like 35 bucks or something like ridiculous like that. Yeah, it's insane. I'll, I'll share with you at some point, but I don't think it's illegal. I mean, no. Well, with whatever. all the VPN services, you, you, it can't be an illegal way to <laughs> like, I'm sure that you're not supposed to be doing this, but no, you're not but... supposed to be using VPN for that purpose yeah i also uh, use a vpn to stream mlb baseball games and i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that but you know what you're we're paying for VPN, out, so, exactly figure so out a way to block it if you don't <laughs> i'm gonna use it uh yeah anyway I, like i i've done this several times like when uh you know best buy will have sales around uh black friday where you can get you know, a year of PS plus for 35 bucks instead of 60 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'll get in on that sale. And apparently now, um, people were for a couple weeks there, people were getting away with uh, PS plus. If you bought a year's worth of PS plus for James, you'll know how much is a year? 60 bucks. Oh, uh, yeah, it should be around 60 bucks because for me it's 80 and a $60 game for you guys is 80 for me. So gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. So you were able to uh, pay 60 bucks for and then if you're on PlayStation now, then and when they switch over to this new premium, the three stage program, uh, you will automatically be on PlayStation premium, Mm -hmm. which is the top tier, which basically it saves you 60 bucks. So I guess people were doing that for a while, but now they're not honoring those things at all. Like, oh, uh, it's ba- they've reverse engineered it. I misread that. I thought they were just like, nope, you can't do it from this date any further. They're actually reverse engineering it. Yeah. So like now you can't any of those codes, like if you bought a code from like Best Buy or whatever, then you can you will be able to use it when your subscription expires. Yeah. Let's say like you're you bought it and your subscription expires in October. You got to hang on to that code till October. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Well, but you know what? That's good because I don't know. People are scamming the system I think the the PlayStation Plus membership tiers are a fucking good deal. I don't care what anybody says. That's like they're not for everybody, but that's why they're in tiers, right? Like most people just want the PlayStation Plus. That's Mm -hmm. not changing. Uh, The PlayStation Now users any PlayStation Now users that doesn't already have PlayStation Plus, I don't understand you as a person <laughs> because all of like in order to play most games, you need PlayStation Plus and then you're getting the free games each month. The PlayStation Now is just kind of a bonus and I'm paying for PlayStation Now. So um, I I use PlayStation Now a fair amount and 
having it uh having this like combined version of it is just like it just saves me a, a hassle of knowing oh it, do i have to pay for my <laughs> do i have to do my monthly payments on this or do is it the uh, yearly one that i've got set up yeah Maybe. it's that is like this one's due in june and the other one's in november or whatever yeah. it saves you from having to remember those two things yeah exactly so I take it you're going to go with the premium. Yeah, I think it's I got an email from them the other day and it basically told me that I'm going into premium. So, yeah, so if you I, have PlayStation now, I think you're automatically that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can pull up that email real quick. But uh, uh, while you're looking, I think yeah. some of the things like a lot of the concerns that have come out that I've heard are like is PlayStation Plus the members that just stick with that, are they going to suffer by, they say nothing is going to change. Yeah. You're going to get games every year, but or every month rather, but is it going to go the way of Xbox gold where you still get games every month, but when's the last time you redeemed an Xbox live gold game, you know, because they're, I mean, let's be honest with game pass, like Xbox gold games are pretty much laughable at this point. Yeah. Whereas PlayStation plus like, I mean, we got, speaking of Final Fantasy Remake, we got Final Fantasy Remake on PS Plus, like, uh, in the recent past. You know what I mean? Like, not right. long after it came out. And there are other incredible games that have come out on uh, PS Plus and continue to. And I think one of the concerns is out there with, in, in order to push people, obviously, towards the premium tier, are they going to then decrease the quality of games for the base subscribers yeah. okay i did find it and uh, the email basically said we wanted to let you know that on june 13th the playstation plus and playstation now memberships are changing your pay playstation now benefits will now be part of the new playstation plus service with a wider range of benefits and playstation now will no longer be available as a service on its own what this means to you as a current member of both systems your subscriptions will be combined into a single PlayStation Plus membership plan with a single reoccurring payment date and price, unless one or both of your memberships expire before the new service launches. Uh, be reassured that, and then it goes into all of the things that are getting, all of my benefits. But yeah, it says um, your new PlayStation Plus premium benefits, and then it lists the premium premium bonuses so it is just pushing me right into the premium yeah. which i can obviously opt down but i think i'll try the premium out i'm mostly curious because i'm curious about all of the essentially getting 750 free games yeah um, but what games are they did they they did they have reassured that they're all, all major games like mainstream games are going to be available but it is a question of like what kind of weird side games are we going to be able to get um for me a lot of my favorite games that i play are are the weirder ones like i'd be curious to see if like i don't know my playstation 3 the playstation 3 stuff is what i'm most curious about because I, they have a catalog of games that are just phenomenal and god damn it why can't they emulate them <laughs> Yeah, like why yeah, I completely agree. One of the things I was going to look up just uh I I my one of my biggest problems is the fact that um you you don't know what games are coming out. So like why would I like one of the reasons I like it was known that you could stack these subscriptions for two or three weeks. Like yeah. you were able to get away with it. So if you wanted to, you could even you could either pay the 60 bucks for PlayStation now for a year, whatever it is. Um, which is going to upgrade you to the premium for half the price. You could have gotten away with that for a while and you probably could have found a discounted ticket for PlayStation. Now, like I said, like at Best Buy or on the slick deals website that I yeah. use, like you could probably find a discounted one. But the reason I wasn't jumping all over it. Oh, is because I <laughs> like, you don't know what games are on there. So why? Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge PlayStation fan, but I don't know that I'm going to want to necessarily be in the premium version right away because I have no idea what they're getting me. And yeah. they're not even able to stream or you have to stream PlayStation game, 3 games still, which I just find absurd. There's no way they can't figure that out. They just don't yeah. want to. 
Yeah, it seems like, it, I don't know, people have emulated PlayStation 3 games on PC for years. Why can't, how how hard is that transition? I'm no engineer. I don't know this stuff, but it seems like if, I don't know, hire those people that are doing the emulation. <laughs> like just Yeah, exactly. I don't know, put them on, I don't know, like, hire them for uh, like a subcontracted out for, I don't know, a couple months. Let them figure out how to integrate it into your system. I know it's probably got, I think that the biggest issue there is how they would get the like backend information of how like a PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4 system works, right? And that might be not what they want to do. But uh, again, like it just seems like the knowledge is out there. We can do it. Just this, this terrible like cell processor bullshit is gotta be put in the past we gotta bury this shit yeah and if yeah. we i mean we gotta be getting there sometime soon where we're at a point where we can emulate it um mm-hmm. reliably and i would think it, like i said i i find it hard to believe that they can't do it i feel like they don't see the value in doing it and that is why they don't want to do it and I think so. you're right there is that there was an article not too long ago that was talking about how they uh, PlayStation has dedicated some uh, like a whole team to uh, the pre- preservation of video games. So at least they're acknowledging that fans want this. Fans want to be able to play old games, despite the fact that they don't think fans want to play old games. Me, yeah. I always want to play old games. That's like literally what I live off of. I'm playing Final Fantasy IX. This came out in like what 1998, like <laughs> 99. Like I'm still playing this game, uh, to di- like today. So I I want to play old games. So I hope the PlayStation Three games have a good catalog. I know it's going to be streaming only, which is going to suck. But everything else, PlayStation Two, PlayStation One, PlayStation Four, uh, and is v- I can't remember if Vita is. I think Vita is, but PSP is streaming only. But everything else, you can download the game to your system, which is like, thank God. Just like, we need that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. There is an open source PlayStation 3 emulator on the interwebs. Oh, shit. Well. Speaking of illegal activities, John Swanson engages <laughs> in on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, this might be one of them. And they even have a Patreon if you want to go support it. So There you go. I don't, I don't know that I'll be downloading it, trying it out. They probably yeah. don't have trophy support, I can't imagine. So I do. I have <laughs> a bunch of... Uh, most of the emulation that I have is all games that I already own. I just can't play them in a modern setting. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't want to have to pull out my... Uh, or pull out like a like a charge my DS or whatever and have that all set up and then sitting around that tiny little screen. I'll just throw it up on my computer, which is a much bigger thing. I get to use my mouse and I get to use like something like this uh, controller instead of like a tiny little uh, yeah, your, DS controller, right? Yeah, or having to go find a DualShock 3, God forbid. God, which, yeah. man, my parents have one at their house and my son and I were just there uh, last weekend. And I always boot it up every time I go there because I love video games. Yeah. And uh, it's cool to see it, the operating system and how it operates and like what the store looks like compared to what it looks like now. And on, especially now that we're two generations removed from it. Yeah. Um, but that DualShock 3, man, that thing is way too light. I remember how stoked we were when that thing came out. And it's, I'm not trying to knock on it too much, but like, We've come a long way in the, oh, no in the last like 15 years. It's funny, too, because Chrissy, she has her PS3 set up in our guest bedroom and I'll have my PS4 in our bedroom and then the PS5s in the living room. So all three systems are set up in different rooms. And occasionally, like, we'll, we'll pick up the PS3 controller and it's like, what is that? <laughs> what if this is a exactly. toy? This is not this is not a high tech piece of equipment. Exactly. Uh, and then the same thing goes with like the PS4 controller now. Like I grab a PS4 controller and comparing it to the uh dual sense, right? It's like, yeah. oh man, like this thing, this thing feels flimsy in my hand. It's not. Yep. It's a great controller. I think the PS4 yeah. controllers are some of the not the best, but like they're they're up there in some of my favorite controllers, but that the dual sure. sense definitely has a nice i don't know i like the weight of it yeah we've come a long way man for mm-hmm. sure 
Um, I just, I guess I think that uh, they have a long way to go and I know they're not, I don't think they're necessarily competing directly with game pass or anything. I think they intentionally want to stay away from being compared as such, you know, because it would probably, if anything, get them into some, I don't know that that's a battle they can win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I guess I kind of want to, I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. So I mean, we shall see. To be fair, the amount of games that we're getting through this new uh, upgrade is going to be astronomical compared to the Nintendo games that we've been given for a very similar service. Yeah, valid point, (laughs) valid point. And Sega games, you know, now that Sega's on there. Yeah. So, yeah, Um, I don't know. I I can't wait to hear more about it, I guess, and see what exactly they are going to do as far as what games are going to be there and what games aren't going to be there and yeah why not and maybe i'll end up being on the premium side uh, i'll let you know i'll let everybody know once i i get it on what is it june i just had it open july june it's june of, sometime june 15th 13th june 13th i'll let you know okay well that hopefully sony lets us know before that but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they didn't <laughs> um but yeah why don't we uh we had our homeboy graphic mark wrote in with a question i will read here um hello mostly normal gamers this is graphic mark and i have a mostly normal question for you what is a game that is universally hated that you enjoy even when it with its flaws for me it's battlefield 2042 i know the game has tons of problems and hasn't had any content added since its release but i've always been a battlefield fan and can look through the flaws to see the game the developers truly wanted to make while i'm not pouring hours of time into it i still enjoy playing it a playing enjoy playing every time i play loving the pod mark that's awesome yeah thanks mark for writing in yeah thank you that's universally hated games are like my favorite genre of games (laughs) i uh i I think the first one that comes to mind and uh it's not i don't i don't know if it's universally hated but it's definitely hated by anybody who plays it except for me, apparently, because I'm a sadist. Uh, it's called Karnov, and it's a Data East game that was originally a re- uh, released on arcade and then ported to the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. And I still play it. It's like I used to rent it all the time. It had a Russian strongman with red pants and no shirt breathing <laughs> a fireball and a Tyrannosaurus Rex on the cover. So it was a must grab for five-year-old James. Um, and since then, I would uh, rent it so many times that I, I finally picked up copies of it. And so uh, it's garbage. Like it is, I did a whole YouTube video on it years ago. And I talk about how garbage the game is, the controls, the everything, the music. There is one track through the entire game and it just plays on loop over and over and over again. <laughs> and it is like, it is it's not bad but it's like it's bad in the sense that like after like the fifth level of the same music you're just like oh for love of god um (laughs) but it is i don't know there's something about it that i just find so charming like the monsters look like a child drew them in their uh like coloring book and their dad was like i'm making a game that looks good can i'm just gonna take this and put it in the game like they look just ridiculous and uh, the power ups are garbage, but I don't know. I just I, I love it. I think the, the there's such a a charm. Uh, I think the story was like you're a Russian strongman from the circus, and a dragon uh, has stolen the um, like the ancient treasure of Babylon, and is like hiding out in this like kingdom of Kremena. And you have to like go and re- like retrieve the treasure of Babylon from this dragon, and so you go on an adventure and you fight T Rexes and old men with tigers and <laughs> giant fishmen who have bags that they throw weird energy balls out of, and just like we- the weirdest fucking enemies. I used to call um, one of the enemies Storm Cloud Yoda because it just looks like Yoda floating around in a little storm cloud. And that, that that's just an enemy that appears. Um, it's a it's a terrible game, but I I don't know. I love it. I play it all the time. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, what system did you say it was on? NES, the Nintendo, oh, the original gotcha. Nintendo, and originally it was also on arcade. Um, 
Karnov actually went on to being in like other games from like that developer, uh, Data East, but he was like the villain in a couple like fighting games. Uh, so it's like, oh, like <laughs> they took the hero of one game and just made him the villain of another game. I made a joke, I think, in my video that where I said, I think, oh, they why why did they make him the bad guy? It's maybe because his game was bad. <laughs> But, you know, nice. I still play um, it. So, hey, man, it's all good. I, I don't think there's a single NES game I can go back and enjoy, <laughs> dude. I I bought the uh, that Zelda like watch game and yeah. watch thing. And I like took it out of its box. I was like excited to play Zelda, too, because I've never played it. I played it for like 30 seconds. So I was like, this is crap man how did we get away with this like oh man i don't know i'm a believer that if games existed like that still we probably wouldn't be playing them as much as we do now but maybe you probably maybe you would be i don't I, know i do i i have the exact same thing it's sitting on my shelf right by the door so i can grab it before i leave the house so i can play more uh zelda on the go <laughs> nice um yeah. <laughs> i've got a couple both from the ps3 3 xbox 360 game there's a game called too human oh, do you remember this game i i, I know it the was, name i'm trying to think it was developed by silicon knights and it was supposed to be like it was like a flagship game for the uh xbox 360 or it was supposed to be i think it cost an insane amount of money to develop and uh it was highly like what do you want to say people were pretty stoked about it um yeah, you know yeah. the hype was real for that one kind of it was I guess I would compare it to the anthem of the Xbox 360 uh, era where people were just like, couldn't wait for it to come out. And then it landed and it was uh, a huge failure. Uh, mostly, I mean, I, it was an action role-playing game for a third person perspective, but like I'm, I thought it was, fun i think i played it like i played through it at least like three or four times and you could okay. pick different classes i think if i remember i don't remember it like terribly well but i do remember playing it over and over again every time you died your the death scene was like a minute and a half you're like a, a valkyrie came out down and like picked up your character and dragged him up to heaven or whatever what the equivalent it is Sorry. It's uh, all good. But yeah, I, if anyone, I'm sure somebody out there remembers that game. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think I beat it, like like I said, like probably at least three times. Um, but yeah, you're, what's the version of heaven if you're a, a Viking? Valhalla? Yeah. Yeah. They would take you to Valhalla or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to maybe go back and play it again. Maybe it's on the backwards compatible of Xbox 360 or the. Oh, yeah xbox one or what are we on now series x um so that was one of them and then i've talked about this game numerous times but dark sector uh another game i played like in that game i don't think was widely hated but it was um also like a lot of people were looking forward to that game and when it landed it was just kind of like a went went yeah uh, <laughs> But I thought it was great. Another game I probably played like three or four times and loved it. I would still, that's another one that's on PS now, I think. Um, and yeah. I would, you could convince me to go back and play that game for sure. So <laughs> those are two. Um, but yeah, man, if anyone's listening, wants to let us know your guilty pleasures um, from the past games that were not critically acclaimed, but you sure loved them. Mm -hmm. Like a, Redheaded stepchild or something. Yeah, you know, that only can be loved by the mother. It's. I think there's, uh, there's such a nice like pocket of games that are like they're not good as a whole, but for like that sort of cult classic enjoyability, they mm -hmm. have. There's just so much. It's like playing a car crash where, where you're like in slow motion and you're just kind of like, man, how did they get away? How did they do this? Why? Why is this happening now? Yeah. It's just so fascinating. The choices I, like a developer makes throughout these games and decides, you know, what? let's just 
throw caution to the wind and add this kind of storyline element here. And, and I don't know, there's, I can probably think of like a half dozen of them that are like just insanity. And I feel like it's half like the studio, like getting into the developer space and being like, Oh, we want this because this is what we saw in, uh, in a, uh, more successful games they're doing this so let's do that and they're like we're building a completely different game dude and the yeah it's like well we're the one paying you so make it do it and, this way yeah and so it Anth- just, i feel like anthem is a good example of that there's probably perfect. several of them out there man oh so, yeah yeah god it's i anyway. know yeah, it's there's a lot of really good bad games and i think that if we took the time we could make a whole list of them and just go through it. But yeah, I'd love to hear other people's favorite bad games. Yeah. And if you want to do that, you can mail us, email us to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Hit us up on Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast. Um, you can follow me at Johnny Samsonite, uh, Angie at Stellar Smalls, and Chris at VG Occasion. James, where can people find you at, man? They can find me at Butler Primus on socials. And uh, you can also watch me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash BLP Entertainment. So, yeah, I I stream on Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah, and you're doing, I know you were doing Yakuza Kiwami. Yeah, yeah, I've been, Uh, Wednesdays are my Yakuza days. So I've been doing Yakuza on Wednesdays. And then on uh, Mondays, I've been playing uh, a card game, a very weird card game called Inscription. And uh, I've gotten to, I think, the third act. Um, So it's very it's very interesting. And uh, and I've also been playing uh, Link's Awakening, the remaster on Switch. So sweet, man. Yeah, I've never played that. So I need to do that. Well, you have a copy of it on your I know. <laughs> Legend of Zelda, I, I've, the old version. I have zero uh, excuses for not playing it. But. but no, the remaster is great. It just takes everything about like the it keeps pretty much everything to a T, except for they've upgraded some of the boss kind of like interactions. The bosses are a little bit harder. They Their AI is better. It's a more just aesthetically pleasing. Like, it's just gorgeous playing through that game. Like the the. The characters, the environments, everything's just so charming and just like, I don't know. I know some people weren't stoked with the cartoony aspect of it, but it's like if you look at the old sprites, that's what they looked like. They just looked they've just accentuated that and made it fun and enjoyable. And Link looks like the elf from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. (laughs) Oh, right on. Well, yeah uh i think that'll do it we'll right. call it a day and we'll probably see y'all again later on this week and we'll let you know how this video thing turns out can't wait to yeah. see how it goes i'm excited change right. is real and it's coming <laughs> so we'll see y'all the next time bye bye